Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Emily. And this is Smut and Swear Words. Okay. It's not my fault. I blame you for this one, actually. No, I blame TikTok for this one. Fine, but I blame you. You know what? The fact that we got Shark Boy and Sadness Girl out of this one is, you know, it's good enough. That's fine. It is fucking so dumb. We, this is another one where, look, I didn't, I don't have as strong of feelings on this one as I did with Priest. I have way stronger feelings about this one. I love a good dynamic twist. Way stronger. (laughs) So, uh. Especially about one thing in particular that basically ruined the whole fucking book for me. And it's so small, but I was so fucking annoyed by it i can't wait to see what that is but so this week i will talk about it but how are you doing otherwise i feel like we haven't had a chance to like check in i am mentally fucking exhausted um other than that last two books super great um no work's kicking my butt a little bit right now um, but other than that, it's good. My kid is like basically fully potty trained right now, which is very helpful. I cannot even wait. Um, he's in like underwear. We're having like no accidents. It's been grand. But yeah, I'm just looking so much forward to our girls day we have coming up where we get to get dressed up and look really cute and go out. It's going to be wonderful. You're doing a Galentine's thing and I'm trying to figure out if I want to be a badass bitch or if I want to be like a cute vintage like type of vibe. I can't I honestly can't pick anymore. I'm wearing leather. Uh, what? I'm wearing a leather skirt. Oh, that's awesome. Missed opportunities. Yeah. I'm wearing a leather skirt and a bodysuit. Just know that I'm going to get like the the girliest, pinkest drinks that I can find because I just feel like. We're going to this bar that is literally all pink. It's yeah, going to be the candy bar. adorable for I'm photos. I'm super excited about Cannot it. Cannot wait. I can't wait to try all the cocktails. I think they're going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. No, I'm super excited. I'm about like it. very ready. I just want to get super cute. I want to do. And I am looking forward to that. And I'll have my tattoo by then because I'm getting my next <gasps> That's tattoo. That's right. Yeah. Because my eventual goal is just to not be fully covered, but be decently covered in tattoos by the end of my life. I'm going closer and closer to fully covered at this I point. can see that for you. So I'm honestly shocked you don't have more at this point. And then I remember that we have I'm kids broke? and they take. Yeah. Exactly. They take our money. Because I would have so much. We So we just, we did our taxes and stuff and we just got like the bill from daycare, like the total of how much you spent for the whole year. It's ridiculous. It's like a full car. It's, a, it's, 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 it's insane. It's crazy. It is absolutely insane. And like, like, this is why I don't go anywhere. And this is why I don't have, I'm not covered in tattoos yet. I cannot wait. I only have one more fucking year of daycare. One more year, mm-hmm. and then my kid goes to school, and I can stop paying fucking daycare. Yeah, but then he gets into athletics or some sort of... And five? Fuck that shit. Go to school and come home. That was my friend. Her daughter got into, like, comp- like competitive dance and stuff, and that, like, took up a ton of money. And then it was gymnastics, and then it was rock climbing, and then it was... That sounds all... like a problem for your friend. <laughs> they have yeah. rock climbing at the rec for free. We can go there. 
he'll be fine. That's, that's very true. That was that was the uh, course that my parents took where it's like, we're glad that you like this thing. They've got classes at the community center for you. 100%. Yeah, it's not like I did that for my life or anything. So it worked out just Jesus. fine. Jesus. I'm not, no. Yeah. We're thinking about signing him up for toddler tumbling, though, this winter. Oh, do it. Um, And it's like $20 at the rec, so. Yeah, that's my, my kid's uh, daycare has those once he hits a certain age. That yeah. Spanish classes that we're totally going to sign him up for. Because my kid will be bilingual, goddammit. I want him to, Oof. yeah. Good luck. Well. I'm still working on my kid to be lingual. <laughs> Period. <laughs> my kid has finally just understood, no. No. I'm telling, oh, no. y'all. Parents out there know that the no phase sucks. Nothing I is worse than the why phase. But why? I want to lose my shit every time. Because it's not just one why. But why? It's multiple whys. But why? It'll be like, I'll be like, Jackson, don't jump on the couch. But why, mama? Because you could fall and hurt yourself. But why? Because you're not that stable. But why? Because you have little legs. Just sit down. Like, it is horrible. Everything is, but why? But he's so freaking cute. That's, I know. That's, it's awful. That's honestly the biggest issue that we have right now is that, like, my kid is so cute. He gets away with too much, and we're terrible at, like, putting our faces right when he's doing nonsense he's not supposed to. Oh, yeah, you can't laugh because then they think it's funny. Oh, I know. But I laugh every time because he's got my husband's face when he yeah, knows. Yeah, he does. He's got, he's got Jake's face so hard. He 100% that, has uh, Jake's facial expressions. And, oh, which is down. everything I hoped for. But in terms of parenting him when he's doing something a, dangerous and or like that he shouldn't be. And he gives me the Jake face of like, I know you think this is funny. Yeah. I'm just like, I do, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and I lose every time and it's terrible. Oh, yeah. Today, um, Jackson's now also starting to pick up on the bad habits that we have when Damien and I like to torture each other. Like when I put That's my only cold just hands. Now? Yeah. Griff has already started. Not not me. He'll mimic everything that Jake does, which is always the torturing of me. So it's that started. Well, the mimicking was yes, but we we he picked up now on more like. I, I put my cold hands on Damien to get warmth, and then Jackson put his cold hands on me to get warmth. And I was like, damn it. This is not how this is supposed to go. You are supposed to be on my side. Oh, yeah. Not today. No. Not today. No. It is. Oh, being a parent's fun. So much fun. But does it hurt? This book fucking did. <laughs> This book hurt my soul to read. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I lost some brain cells. Listen, here's the thing. So ex- excuse my dumb joke because that's just the mood that I'm in tonight. Because again, it's still a Monday. We filmed two of these uh, in an evening. Uh, so we're reading or we read and now we're discussing Does It Hurt by H.D. Carlton. I saw this one all over my FYP, all over like recommendations and everything. This was another one. So we've got, had two in a row which is why um, I'm blaming you, though. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I accept that. Uh, I'm great at taking punishments. So, uh, but <laughs> so <laughs> again, we, we've seen these. Yes, all over both of these books were all over TikTok. Were, like, highly recommended too. So here's the thing: Book Talk's this a liar. One, this one to me is way better than Priest, though. There's an actual plot to it. And I think there were more moments that could have been something really good. And there's like a particular. 
okay, Tina from Bob's Burgers, can you stop with that nonsense? I think that there are like a few moments in this that remind me. There's a movie that this makes me think of. Um, oh, God, what's this? Whatever, we'll get to it later and I'll figure out what the name of it is. This but makes you think of a movie? There's a movie where they get, it's a girl and a guy and they get trapped in And this, they like, fuck bunker. under glow worms? They don't fuck, but there's a creepy old man who likes, like acts helpful, but slowly you realize that he wants the girl. And it's, who's the husband on Roseanne? That's the, I'm trying to think of. Your brain is an interesting place. <laughs> it's a mess in here. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. I'm I feel not, like you're pulling this. Hold on. I'm about to look thing. it up now. I can't. How my brain works is I. There's a lot of knowledge in here, but it's all visuals. So like, I can't tell you like names or like dates and stats. You said the husband from Roseanne. Yeah, the husband. The husband from Roseanne. Uh, so, like, I can tell you, like, I know a person. I don't know anything about them besides, like, weird details that don't matter. John Goodman. Yeah. John Goodman. And it was, uh, ended up, at the end, it was, like, an alien movie or something. It was, like, what a sequel fuck? to, like, a different, it was fucking trippy, is all I can say. Speaking of John Goodman, if you haven't watched The Righteous Gemstones, <laughs> highly fucking recommend because it's. So fucked up and messed up and hilarious in the best way. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. That one. That wasn't a fucking lighthouse. No. You say- said it was a lighthouse. No, bitch. I said it was a bunker. I said it was a bunker. Oh. I actually have seen this movie. Yeah. Yeah. You see. Okay. Now that you know what movie I'm talking about, do you see the similarities, though? Where they're like basically no. trapped in this bunker because no. they can't leave. No, and it's a, a the only similarities is that, that both of them are stranded. Uh, and also, there's a creepy old man okay. who wants to make the chick his like lady. Okay, doesn't no, that's not enough similarities. I think it's a perfect amount of similarities, and I think you're just being judgy because no. you don't like this one. I don't actually. I don't like. I didn't like that movie either. I no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that movie either, but I think I just, it was icky enough for, like, the purposes that I was like, okay, that's fine. This is another one that, like, I wouldn't, I don't know how to put this one. Okay, so we'll get into, does it hurt uh, an enemy to lover's romance by H.D. Carlton? If we're getting into, you want to do trigger warning, uh, warnings first? Uh, do the description first, and then I'll do okay. trigger warnings. Who am I? I've forgotten the answer to that question long ago. Ever since I ran from that house so desperate to escape, I left with only the clothes on my back and socks on my feet. After that day, I've only ever walked in stolen shoes. Could I be a girl who is searching for the meaning of life in faceless men? They were all so forgettable until he came along. He took me under a waterfall and made me forget my name, and in return, I took his instead. Enzo Vitale. An enigmatic man who will only ever love the deep sea, or rather, the predators that inhabit it. (laughs) Turns out, he's not so different than the monsters he feeds. He lured me onto his boat like a fish in the ocean, seeking vengeance for my crime. Had I realized his intentions and that a massive storm would leave us shipwrecked, I would have run. Now I'm a girl who's seeking refuge in a decrepit lighthouse with a man who loathes me almost as much as he craves me. He wants to hurt me, but the old caretaker of the abandoned island may have intentions far more sinister. It's no longer a question of who I am, but rather, will I survive? 
Oh my! She's making gaggy faces over there. All right, guys. The trigger warning list is long, as it should be for this one. There's a lot. So there's a lot. We've got graphic violence, gore, murder, suicide ideation, mentions of suicide, depression and anxiety, PTSD, near death situations, mentions of incest, child abuse, mentions of rape, kidnapping, hard kinks, including. This is a word. Autoassassinophilia, which is arousal by risk of being killed. I probably butchered that. Breath play, degradation, and sadomasochism. This one be dark, y'all. This one be real dark. Here's the thing. This one had plot-wise... So we'll get into ratings and we'll get into why. So for me, if we're talking about smut, it's like a two, in my opinion. The first scene... The waterfall one, banger. Love it. Really good. Really well written. Totally got into it. The rest of it isn't sexy anymore because then we're getting into like thriller horror territory. And to me, like it's not about like a romance anymore at that point. They're in like survival mode. So to me, it's like a two. If we're talking about plot, I'll give it a three only because... I thought that there was a lot of potential and there were moments where I'm like, okay, this would make like a cool movie or if they like switch some things up. But the problem was they focused so much on the hate from Enzo and like his amount of hate for what she did was disproportionate in my opinion to like how fucked he was and how much he was trying to hurt her that it took it out of the realm of possibility to me. And I'm like, your level of like, and your repetitiveness of how much you fucking loathe her overshadows everything else that's happening that has any sort of interesting value to me. So that's, that's where I was at. I think a three is generous on the plot. I gave it a two. My spicy rating was a three. I didn't mind the degradation pieces of it. I didn't like some of the harder kinks that we get into. In this one, um, I I agree with you in that they were verging on those like horror and like thriller almost. That was a bit much for me. I was that was those were a little bit of like what the fuck moments. Um, the plot, what really annoys me is that they're so fucking stupid through this whole goddamn book. And for a woman who claims to basically be on her own and like surviving. She does a lot of fucking crying in this book and she's really fucking dumb. She makes a lot of dumb choices. This plot should never have even fucking happened because who gets on a boat with a dude who you just scammed out of his identity? Okay. You're correct. I think you need to not dock points for crying because everyone can cry if they want to. The whole time? You can leave your friends behind. The whole time? But if your friends don't dance. The whole time? And if they don't dance. are they? No she got to cry the whole time, though? She didn't cry the whole time. She cried for whatever. Every single that's, time? That's fine. But I agree with she, you that if she, she was just like, he's mean. <laughs> but here, here's the thing. If So then kept fucking him. Can I, can I finish now? Yes. If, here's, here was where I agree that I think that she is not, she, none of them did anything smart. That was the thing. And if you're talking about, Someone who has been on the run for like so many years and has, you know, for like had multiple years, multiple years and who has scammed people out of identities and all this shit. 
there's that takes brains to do and none of that is being reflected in her actions because it's all of a sudden it's just oh my pussy is a flutter i made just it's like it's instead of following with your dick she followed with her her clit like it's just i just it, it just irritated me it just irritated me so much and to like go off of your point though enzo's like level of hatred while i did think it got to be like a little bit too long um, it was way too long. I will say it. He's got past trauma issues, so all of it stems from being lied to by his mom. So like that lying's a big trigger for him. So I understood the level and intensity. I didn't, from a person that he had one nightstand with, that all of a sudden he it was on the same level of betrayal that he felt with his mother. That makes no sense to me, correlation wise, as far as level of intensity. I mean, valid, valid. So if we're getting started, because let's get into like the plot of this one. Okay. If we're getting started, we start off with Sawyer, even though we're not, we don't really get her name initially. Uh, she's in an airport. You find out that she's trying to go to Indonesia um, and she gets somehow, of course, the one time she's trying to leave the country, like a fucking cousin is across the, like in the airport, in the airport with her, like stares her down immediately, knows who she is. So she leaves, flees. Uh, the cousin gives chase. She's smart enough to go into a store and like change clothes and like totally try and like switch how she looks in like a quick fashion way and then gets on a plane to Australia. Yeah, she takes the the next flight out, basically. She's like, just get me out of this fucking airport. Yeah, so then you flat, that happens, blah, blah, blah. You get the whole perspective that she's on the run from something, but they haven't told you what yet. Yep. Um, They make it seem like it's a big, like, criminal thing, like she is. She's a fugitive on the run. She's a fugitive on the run. You know she's a criminal. You know it's something bad. Yep. So you then, next time you see her is in Australia in this tiny little, like, beach town. Uh, She has purchased, like, an old hippie van. She is basically just living in, like, her swimsuit and, like, the few possessions that she has and going under the identity of Jamie. So you discover that what she's been doing is she's been fucking guys and then stealing their identities. And yep. that's how she's been funding her escape. But from she she always law. goes after men who are wealthy, who look like they're wealthy, and who are basically like easy targets for her. Yeah, and men she's not actually interested in. Right. And I will say, like, the dialogue when she first finally like meets Enzo, we're not a hundred percent there yet. But when she first finally I mean, meets we basically Enzo, are. well, their banter back and forth is actually pretty entertaining. She's somebody who, when she's nervous, she talks and makes jokes, uh, which I, I get. That makes sense to me. But, like, the only thing that really happens, like, between, like, this first introduction to meeting Enzo is that she gets a tattoo that says, fuck you, from a random dude on the bus, like, at the bus stop. Who yeah. becomes her best friend somehow. So, like, that's the weird thing, whatever. She goes to a bar to, like, have a drink because that's the only time she feels somewhat sane or safe is just to have well she's also looking to for a new mark yeah for sure she's looking for her next mark because she realizes she needs to get the fuck out of australia but what ends up happening is she meets enzo who's just as fucked up and like doesn't have the feeling behind the eyes that she has and connects with his fucked upness whatever they end up going to like a little like a waterfall basically and they fuck under the waterfall just a side note maybe don't go to a secluded waterfall with zero cell reception with a dude you just met yeah so if this were a different genre she'd be a body can i just can i did you notice by the way in all of their like all of their sex scenes for this one 
that there was the repetitive use of he like touched her in some way or his like dick was pressing in a way that she felt like she had to urinate every time. Yeah, because he kept making her squirt. <laughs> I know, but it was like, this is happening a lot. Like, yeah, it was like every time he touched like, her. I haven't seen like that used. Like, and I've read a lot of smut. I have not seen <laughs> squirting be mentioned so much in a it book was before. very heavy on the squirting. very heavy on yeah, the squirting. Yeah, so 100%. Was, so like they have like this great like fuck session they go back it actually is a really good one though he's like in the water and they're like behind the waterfall he's like in the water like eating her out and she's like laid out on these like the rocks it's it's a good sex scene it's it's the the only thing to keep in mind is that like the only thing he won't do is he won't kiss her like that's his his kind of you know board like his boundary and i will say he has one of my favorite fucking like tropes in mm-hmm. this scene he goes you're gonna ruin me yeah and i just fucking love that line i don't no, know why I, it just gets me no that's why i liked that dialogue between the two it was yeah super intense and like it was very I was, intense i yeah it was very dynamic i really liked it so they go back they keep having sex which he never he, he mentions that he never really like does this type of thing they talk blah 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 yeah, you know, it's like a rom-com. Think like rom-com montage of like two people spending the night together. Yeah, it's that. She wakes up. She has a moment of guilt for a second, but then just right takes a shit. all the shit and just, just takes his identity. Doesn't actually steal anything. And of course, then he wakes up to find that she's gone. And it is this this is where I think it's improportional because you'll like whatever you get her perspective a little bit. But like when we get back to him and he discovers that she's gone he immediately like checks all of his stuff knows she's tampered with things and then almost immediately before she's even made any purchases knows that she's stolen his identity yeah does he close the no he just leaves it open no so that's why i'm like you can't be like yes you can be mad but like the level of rage this man has because the but him leaving it open was his way on keeping tabs on her. I know, but still, it's, it's just possessive. Ugh, I, I don't like any of it. I was okay with that part. I only got mad when they got to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. At the beginning part, I was totally down with. So what happens is, is like like Liz said, he's trying to track her down at this point because he yep. wants to find her and make her hurt. Like that's all he keeps saying. Yeah, that's literally all. I, I'm just gonna find her and make her hurt. And Rawr. he logically is like, well, she said how much she liked being at a beach town. She didn't get to see the beach that often. Finds her at the fucking beach because yeah. in a non-smart move after stealing someone's identity. She didn't immediately the, dip. No, she stays in the same fucking town. Which is a tiny ass town. So then Enzo walks, just walks right up to her and is like, want to get on a boat and see some sharks? And she's like, okay. Yeah, because he acts like that he doesn't know that anything's wrong. And even though in her head she's like, Something's a little off. She's like, but he must not know if he's inviting me to go on the boat. Bitch, you dumb. It's so stupid. Bitch, you dumb. Yeah, so they get on the boat where they go out to fucking sea where yep. there's a bunch of sharks. In this scene, this this was fucked. This was a This scene. was fucking dark. So he goes into like his whole spiel about like that sharks, you know, are like attracted to blood, but they're not interested, blah, blah. Those like basic facts of, like they taste humans taste gross they only think yep. they're a seal throw some chum in the water throw some chum in the water so there's a whole big pool of sharks yep. flowing all over the place they start fucking because of course they do bends her over the side of the boat and then what does he do liz he first so he bends her over the side of the boat then pulls her up says basically i know what you fucking did he like bites her lips Hard to the point to that she's bleed. bleeding and then 
dunks her fucking bleeding head into the water where there's sharks are swimming and continues fucking her. So in that moment, he is not only putting her in danger of getting like eaten by a shark, which I get like it's a like a control thing, whatever. Also trying to drown her at that point. Yep. He essentially lets her up to breathe and then dunks her back in again. It happens like three times. Yep. And then he finally like pulls her up after like jizzing on her back right as a shark was about to like fucking bite her head off. I was like, what the fuck did I just read? Yep. This this is one of those. That what was immediately. The fuck. I'm like, TikTok, what's happening? What's going on, guys? Do, do we need some help? But so this is where, like, I'm like, okay, this is going to be like a super dark. Like, where does it go from here? Because, like, I knew, obviously, they get stranded at the lighthouse. But, like, how does that work? And I think for me, too, like, I was still, like, your level of rage is disproportionate to what fucking happened. Like, this is stupid. This is just you have wanted to hurt somebody and you're taking this opportunity to hurt somebody. He definitely has anger issues. Just straight up has anger issues. of course, then, they're on this boat. He didn't check the fucking weather. A storm comes in. Before that, though, so right before the storm hits... And so at this point, too, like, I think it's important to note that Enzo doesn't know Sawyer's story at no, all. Nothing And about Enzo it. just assumes she's a con woman. And is like, I don't understand why you didn't just get a fucking job. The fuck is wrong with you? And basically just thinks she's doing this for fun. So that also, like, fuels the rage. Oh, yeah. No, he basically, what he does is he lets any time she lies to him or doesn't tell him the truth, like, reignite how much he hates her over and over and over and over again. Yep. Um, but yeah, so as Emily said, then the storm rolls in because Enzo's a fucking idiot too and was like, in his brain was like, I wasn't planning on taking her out on the boat. You motherfucker. The fuck? You, you work at an ocean research facility, but you don't know how to check the goddamn weather? The boat is how you get to work. I, what? He was thinking with his dick and with his dumb brain. So what ends up happening, you find out, even though you get, like, Enzo's perspective for a second, and but then, like, you really, you find out pretty quickly from Sawyer what, like, actually happened. He's fucking basically just lost at sea for I mean, a he's moment. Straight he's straight up. Straight up unconscious. Going to die without any sort of intervention. She goes and saves his ass, and yep. for over an hour on a piece of wood, Leo could have fit. <laughs> Leo always could have fit. always could have fit. There was plenty of room. She gets them to the island where this lighthouse is and then fucking gets CPR, gets his ass. She saves him. She 100% saves his life. Doesn't tell him that until much later, which whatever. Which you know what, though? I'd hold that card, too. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking petty enough. I would so hold that (laughs) card. I would pull it out right as you were being an asshole. Like, ha, motherfucker, I saved your life. She kind of does, actually. I mean, she does, actually. She kind of does, too. She 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 does. She waits until an opportune time. Which, you know, only smart thing she does in this whole fucking book. Yep. So, of course, she was wearing flip-flops. They are on this, like, island just covered in rocks. They see this lighthouse, and, like, they saw someone, like, in the reflection of the windows. She said she saw the beacon light up Mm -hmm. when they were. Which is why she headed there. Yep. And so they're, like, climbing up. Her feet are all getting torn up. Blah, blah, blah. They finally, like, make it. He's still pissed because, of course, he is. That is his personality he, throughout his whole his, thing. He's pissed the entire book. We don't... It, the he's entire either, thing. He's either pissed or he's talking about <laughs> sharks. <laughs> <laughs> or horny. Or he's horny. And that's all it is. That is why he's shark sharks, boy. Sharks, pissed, horny. Yeah, that's, that's all it. It's, it's just... It's so stupid. Apparently, and sharks there. and the horny go together now, too. Yeah. They get to this lighthouse only to find that it is someone's living there and it is a 
creepy old ass man named Sylvester. So and he is he's got a peg leg. He's like missing a leg and everything. Yeah. And says picture picture an old dude that lived his life by the sea. That's what this dude was. Mm-hmm. Conveniently, of course, as they arrive there, they find out from Sylvester that, oh, I'm so sorry, kids. The radio's broken. It's the so only, weird. It's so crazy. It just happened a few days ago. And the only way that you're going to get off this island is when a cargo ship stops by. But, oh, wouldn't you know, that only happened eight days ago. Three and days ago. Three days ago. I digress. And that it only comes once a once month. Once a month. So, so they're, they're essentially trapped. stuck there. Enzo immediately calls bullshit and like wants to see the radio that he has. And like he feels like the batteries are hot, which means that he thinks that it's been tampered with. And he already doesn't like how Sylvester is at the same at time. They just fucking go along with everything, everything this man says. And everything. I was like, y'all are so fucking stupid. Now, am I saying to outright question the dude that's going to let you stay in his house? No, because there's nowhere else to go right now. But I'm saying be a little cautious and prepared. They are not prepared at no. any time. No. So one of the so basically they end up bandaging up her feet. One of the first things that's a big red flag is Sylvester says bedtime's at nine and you can't come out of your room until 7 a.m. And they're like, what if we have to pee? There's a bucket in the corner. Pee in the bucket. I was like, what's the actual fuck and locks them in there. locks them in the room Oof. and the window has nails on it and let's also talk about the first night that they're there mm-hmm. what are they fucking here liz fucking chains dragging across the floor and yep. what is sylvester's explanation for it oh it's the ghosts it's of some ghosts. prisoners that i had to kill because they tried to like attack me. me in my house there was a a ship that was like transporting prisoners that like whatever sunk and three prisoners ended up on my thing. Why are you just believing this man? Why? Go? Are you fucking kidding me? Ghosts? This, this is really? the part that pissed me off the most is that like they really? keep hearing things and they've seen people. Like, so now we're like in like this stretch of time where basically all that happens is we're like seeing their captivity basically at this lighthouse. But like some key things happen. They keep hearing the chains. They believe Sylvester that it's fucking ghosts of some prisoners that he killed. And then at one point they see a woman out on the beach in the water. And they ask him about it. He's like, oh, it's another ghost. And it's it's the ghost of his daughter is what he says. Mm -hmm. Because he lived there with his wife and two daughters. You find out more because Sawyer like found some photos Mm -hmm. of Sylvester with his wife and then the two daughters, and, like, she immediately notices that something's off about the wife's posture and how she's staring And at the him. daughter. And the daughters. And she, like, notices in the photo, like, Sylvester's grip on the wife's wrist. Yep. And she automatically just knows, like, this was not... A happy... Like, this is not a happy situation. No. So he says... Sylvester tells them, basically, that his, his one daughter killed herself and that his wife and his other daughter then left um, the island... Because they didn't want to be there anymore. And so he, that's why it's just him. And that he didn't go because this is all that he knows yep. and he wouldn't do well on mainland. Yep. So basically it is essentially like Emily said, they really just, you're in a stretch of their captivity. They essentially, they like try and fish 
They are, like, told that they basically need to, like, help bring in food because he doesn't have enough food for the three of them. Enzo's fixing stuff around the lighthouse. Enzo still, like, doesn't fucking trust Sawyer. Enzo says that he doesn't trust Sylvester either. So he wants to go check out his room. This is when uh, Sawyer sees the photo, right, um, in his room of, like, the wife and kids. And he also sees a photo of a naked woman on the beach that's, like, covering her face, which is just, like, creepy and eerie. Yeah. Um, so basically, while they're just, like, snooping around his room, though, Sylvester comes upstairs because they're in his fucking house. And keep in mind, this is a creaky, screaky, old little lighthouse. Yep. Everything makes fucking noise. Everything make, it makes noise. So they hide in the fucking closet while Sylvester then falls asleep to take a nap. Yep. And what does Enzo do? Fucking starts fingering her in the closet. Yep. I'm just, I... Yep. This is the definition of fucking on the objective. Every single opportunity they have to fuck, they do. In, in this one in particular, in like times where like... Keep in mind, we're in a thriller slash horror setting at this point where they are building up eeriness on like some fucked up shit that's going to happen later. They fuck during the, the stupidest fucking Stupidest times. points. And it is, it's just, it's irresponsible. I can't handle so it. So Sawyer finds a little cave that kind of becomes like her hideout and like her space to get away. It's got like these glow worms and shit. So it's all luminescent. Which can I also say, like, what was the point of the cave besides like being her little like safe place that was the only point she honestly could have just been chilling at the beach i mean they fuck in the cave later i guess i know woo really it's just so dumb but so things start to like kind of kick off more as enzo and sylvester start having more of these like disagreements and like fights between the two of them they've never gotten along this entire period because enzo knows that sylvester wants sawyer and sylvester Watts Sawyer. So, like, that's the thing. So, they're oh, yeah. continuously Sylvester like, heads. just is, like, slowly starting to become creepier and creepier with Sawyer. So, like, she and walks into the room and he just, like, puts his arm on her shoulder. And there's already been a few encounters where she's had to say, I'd prefer if you didn't touch yep. me. And he's not listening. He's just doing And he what does he that can. super creepy, like, old man thing where he's like, well, what about Enzo? Ugh. And he's like, it must be hard not to touch a girl like you. And you're just like, ugh. And it makes you want to barf. And he makes, like, these comments about, like, how she's dressed, which is like, dude, oh, yeah. she she's in a, stranded on she's an in a fucking biki- She's in a bikini with, like, shorts and a t-shirt, essentially. Like, yeah. a very normal beach outfit because she was at the fucking beach. But he starts making these additional comments like this dude is just the definition of just ick where he just makes these comments that like she's going to stay with me like already like Enzo on that like he's going to go but she's like she's going to pick me at the end like she knows she's going to stay here. And and, of course Enzo's whole thing during this is um, I'm the only one that gets to hurt you Mm -hmm. is like his whole thing. Possessive obsessed. Oh yeah. Just super fucked at the same time. None of these options are good options, folks. They're all so, fucking terrible. No. So then at this point, Sawyer also starts looking for the stairway to the beacon. The first solid thought she's had this entire fucking time. Actually, her first thought was that she found a book on the history of the lighthouse. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Read up on your location. I was down for that. It takes them so fucking long to find this goddamn beacon. Where was the door, Liz? No, I'm not going to. No, 
Come on, give it away. It's fine. No, I won't. You can do I it. won't because I need to go on a rage when that part comes up. Okay, that's fine. So I will wait. She starts looking for the beacon. That's all that matters. They're still hearing chains every They're still, fucking night. Uh, and at one point, they hear scratches on the door, but mm-hmm. still think it's just a fucking ghost. Yep. It's all stupidity. And they also are believing these other things that... Uh, oh, they're also hearing loud them. banging, too. They're, they're hearing loud banging. Sylvester's saying that they don't have, like, a ton of food to, you know, eat. So they have to ration things off pretty, like, diligently. So at this point, it is, too, just a lot of, like, hate talk, too, between Enzo and Sawyer. Um, Enzo also has nightmares. So he keeps waking up, like, thrashing and, like, basically smacking the shit out of Sawyer. Um, at one point... She wakes up because she was having a sex dream about him and gets mad that he woke her up and took her out of the sex dream, which I thought that was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. And um, so they recreate the dream. I will say I liked this scene. I thought this was a great scene because they go through. He's like, tell me what was happening in your dream. And they go through like step by step. Well, this is at least where like his attitude is slowly like starting to shift. And I think it's because they're having to rely on each other more and more just for like surviving this fucked up situation. So... Sawyer is starting to, like, slowly, like, reveal pieces to Enzo about, like, what her life was like. And it does eventually, like, I think we're almost to the part where they come down. Sylvester's, like, offering them a drink. Then we're at that part now. Yep. And they decide they, like, want to get to, like, know each other. Um, Sawyer just gets trashed, basically, off of, like, whatever. Because she's so tiny. So so she can only have two drinks. And she ends up revealing that what she was running from, in fact, is the fact that her twin brother kevin uh was raping her like her entire life and that the parents didn't do anything about it and she became a cop no one else no one no one believed her her. they just thought that she was lying the entire time and but it's because they were he was the perfect son quote unquote and they were like the perfect family and so her parents like literally made her apologize to kevin for saying those things. Would punish her for anything that Kevin did. He was manipulative, possessive, yep. abusive. Like all the way up until the point where she flees. You don't learn exactly what happened yet. Well, because what happens is her parents get into an auto accident. A so car they die. accident and die. And she ends up living with Kevin. Like, fully under his control. Fully under his control. All, all she has is a part-time job as a librarian. And, and she goes to is, school. Yeah, but that's but it. But yeah. Um, so this at this point, then you also find out that Enzo is um, got abandoned by his mom. So he's got major abandonment issues. This is when you find out that Sylvester um, was married and that his wife like just took off. So you kind of get like all three of those like backstories. Enzo, of course, is like, I'm so mad your brother touched you. If he was here right now, I'd kill him. Yada, yada, yada. All that kind of stuff. And um Enzo says that, like, he never found his mom. So, like, his mom abandoned him when he was, like, nine, too. It's really fucking fucked up. Yeah. He was, like, not a baby. He no. was a full-ass child. That's some crazy trauma. So, like, oh, I yeah. understand having, like, rage issues and abandonment issues for sure. But, so yeah. Sawyer, the next morning, goes to explore in the cave. She's still drunk because I'm so tiny and I had two drinks. Anyways, she's <laughs> my, still drunk. My big ass doesn't understand that. No. She being hung over. My God. Again. Jesus. And she ends up going into the cave and tripping and falling because she goes on an adventure to check out more of the cave and like literally falls down like a pile of rocks into literally. another section. So Enzo finds herself, is a first talking to Sly. Sorry, Sylvester. I stopped writing his full name in my notes. Valid, valid. <laughs> it was too long. Um, he's like, I'm going to go find 
Sawyer in the cave, literally just finds her on the ground, like knocked the fuck out. She's basically okay, though. She's got like a little cut on her head and, you know, she's going to be fine. He's like, you might have a concussion, so we're just going to keep an eye on you. And this is when she's like, well, I guess now we're even since I fucking saved your life and you saved mine now. Petty as shit. Petty as fuck. Love it. Um, So then they do this whole like truth lie thing. Like while he's helping her shower, he's like, I want you to tell me a lie. Now tell me a truth. Now tell me a lie. And like it progresses that way as they start fucking. And it basically ends with them both saying that, like, I hate you, which was their lie, quote unquote. It does like that kind of thing, which I was just like, really? Okay. Yeah, exactly. Pretty sure you're not supposed to fuck if you have a concussion, but it's fine. (laughs) I guess. Does she really care? He put her head in an ocean with some sharks while she was bleeding. I don't think he's really that concerned. Valid. Then Enzo just dips, though. Enzo's, like, famous for just being like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, bye. Yep. Peace. Mm -hmm. Just out. Well, they both kind of do this shit where they just like yeah. go off to get their own space away from each other and just yeah yeah just try and like isolate. Um. So then she's Sawyer. Then's like sitting on the beach. This is when Enzo's like, "I want you to choose me. I want you to choose the lid because Sawyer's very like self-deprecating in her talk and is like, "I just want this to be over." Essentially, she's, yeah. She's like, "I wouldn't have to run if I stayed here. I wouldn't yeah. have to be a piece of shit and steal from people if I just stayed." So like right now he like thinks and she kind of thinks that like. She's kind of under the impression that she's going to plan to stay on the island, even though she doesn't like Sylvester. Sylvester creeps her out. But to her, she's like, I've dealt with abusive men before. I can. So she thinks she can handle it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which just enrages Enzo. And again, like Sylvester picks up on this and just starts still like nudging. Oh, yeah. Because he's just creepy as fuck. And still still touching her and being inappropriate. And it just it's more and more of like these frequent things happening that are just building up like tension and like. Something's about to happen. So Sawyer and Enzo. Enzo, after like Sylvester's being creepy as fuck, so, uh, whew, Enzo goes up to like their room and ta- talking to Sawyer and is like, Sawyer, you're not staying with this creepy old ass man. Like, you're going to stay with me. I'll protect you. We'll figure something out. And she's like, OK, but you have to actually apologize for all the fucked up shit you did to me, which I was like, OK, valid, valid. Fair. It's like one of your redeeming moments. Yeah, he should absolutely apologize for trying to drown you slash get you eaten by a shark while fucking you. Yeah, that was that was dark. Mm -hmm. Then they say they're going to start looking for the beacon together because, guys, they still haven't found the fucking beacon. Mm -hmm. It's only a tiny lighthouse. But then here's like when things start to like kick off, basically, as far as yeah. like the buildup. So what ends up happening is that because Enzo has said, I will take care of you, like we will figure this out. It gives her enough courage to be like, OK, that's fine. That just means I have to tell Sylvester, like I can't. That I'm like, not going to stay. I'm not going to stay. I can't yep. keep like making him think that I'm going to. So he, of course, asks her. Like he he says, he, he I'm forces, formally going to invite you to stay here. But it very much one of those like, I know you're going to say yes type yes. of ways. And she says no. And she says no. And he loses. Yeah. It. So he uh, he immediately says, I'm going to blackmail you. Yeah. He he threatens. He's like, well, I know that you're you're running from something. So I'll tell them exactly who you are if you don't. Of and course, in a creepy she, old man it, way, though, he's like, you're probably a prostitute. I was like, ew. It's, it's all gross. Ew. He ends up backhanding her at one point when she tries yep. to, like, really tell him no. Uh, and this is when, like, shit just starts to pop Enzo off. comes in and Sylvester has, like, his gun. 
They then hear the chains upstairs and Sylvester's like, you made the ghosts angry. Meh. Guys, spoiler, it's not fucking ghosts. It's not. Ooh, it's not ghosts. It's actually way more fucked than that in all honesty. It is. It really is. Ugh. I wish it would have been ghosts. So Sawyer's like, fuck this. And essentially like tells Enzo that like she's like secretly tells him she's going to go run to the cave. So she just fucking dips and she's like, Enzo, you got this. Bye. Because it's a little old man. She thinks he's going to be fine. He's like a big muscly dude. Mm -hmm. So Sawyer takes off for the cave. Enzo gets pushed back and locked in his room. Mm -hmm. Then Sawyer takes off. So Enzo's about ready to break down the goddamn door and is just ready to like drop kick it. And Sylvester unlocks it with his gun and is like, get the fuck downstairs and basically pushes him into or is trying to push him into the cellar that was under like the table and chairs. Mm-hmm. Of course, like Enzo's a big fucking dude. So he just like grabs the gun and pushes Sylvester in the cellar, but then just leaves. He, yeah. he locks it and then leaves because that's smart. And he goes and finds Sawyer um, and uh, they like. Basically, fuck in the cave again. Well, no, because the the piece too that we're, we missed from like that whole interaction is that like when Sylvester's got the gun on them, is telling them to like get back up into like the room and everything. He's not telling Sawyer to go into the room that they've been staying in. He tries to force Sawyer to stay oh, in right. his room. Yes. So that's when Enzo like loses his shit and it's just like you're not gonna fucking do that. And then all of those events transpire. Yes. Afterwards. Yeah, we forgot that part. Um. Yeah. So he Enzo just like starts going off about. Um, like how much he loves her and he's going to take care of her and that they'll just find the beacon tomorrow. They can stay in the cave tonight. This fucking pissed what the me fuck off are you doing? You have a dude who has lived on this island his entire fucking life. In a cellar. In a cellar that he created. You like, have no idea if there's another entrance or nothing. exit. You don't know what's down in that cellar. And so you decide you're going to stay here, fuck, and then go back? Like, it's this was the one that pissed me off more I was than anything. so mad. And I'm, I was like... You guys still haven't found the fucking beacon. Yeah, this is when I texted How? you. I was like, what, what are, are you doing? doing? I was so mad. Was, I was so frustrated. It was just dumb thing on dumb thing, and this was the epitome of dumb things. It was so, so dumb. So, of course, what happens, He Enzo goes back. And guess what, guys? He's gone. He's Sylvester fucking Sylvester broke out of the cellar. So, Enzo basically gives her a knife because he's like, you need to have something on you. They don't see him anywhere in the lighthouse. So what do they do next? They just make dinner. I know. They, they start just fucking living They make there. dinner. It's cool. Um, they get some more wood uh, for the fire. They, they hear the chains. Yeah, they discover that there's more, like, food than Sylvester let on. Yeah, they was. bar the windows and the doors. Um, they go to sleep. In their room. It's fine. I'm like, what but, the fuck are you guys doing? But when they go to sleep that night, whatever, like they hear the chains and everything and then banging on their door. Yep. Like almost to the point where the door is like splintering open. Yep. Like, and they see this. So that's when they see the scratches on the door the next but morning. Like, here, this was another part that pissed me off because Enzo wants to open it and see what the fuck is happening. And Sawyer convinces him not to. No. He's, she's like, it's a ghost. You're not going to fight a ghost. It's not a, it's fucking, not a fucking ghost, ghost Sawyer. It, I was so, so ir- I'm like, the dude has a shotgun. Open the door and figure out what the fuck is on outside. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? So then a side note, while all this is going on and Sylvester's just loose, Enzo loses his shit again because he finds the credit card that has his name on it that she made from stealing his identity because it was in her shorts when they shipwrecked. 
And he was, she was like, I don't know why I didn't get rid of it. I just should have. I wasn't going to use it again. I was like, you guys, there are more important things right now. Yeah, just get some fucking perspective. So this was my favorite fucking thing, though. So (laughs) they start fucking on this table. And I just the entire time I'm thinking, how strong is this table? Not that strong. They break the fucking table. They eventually break it. But I was just like, it it took a minute. Mm -hmm. I mean, both of them climbed up on the table. I was like, what's the fuck? How strong is this table? It's probably been in the lighthouse for like 50 years. It can't be that strong. Still, to me, I'm just like, there's still, it's all They're just fucking around. This whole thing is just fucking stupid. Sylvester's literally just on the island doing God knows what. And they're just fucking around. So this is when you find out, though, what happened six years ago, because she's been on the run for six fucking years and she's still this stupid, is that essentially she's on break from summer. Kevin, her brother, comes in. He's mad that she, like, didn't clean or cook. He essentially tries to, like, sexually assault her again. Sawyer tells him to get off. She, he starts choking her and he, she had a knife hidden under her pillow and stabbed or her mattress and stabs him like a bunch of fucking times. Yep. Kills him. And then just dips. Enzo, of course, is like, the only thing good he's for mad you. about is that he didn't get to do it himself. Yeah. Straight up. He's like, good for you. So then they hear a noise downstairs. So they go downstairs to investigate. And oh, this yeah, is when check out that noise, but not the more aggressive one outside the door. This is when I really lost my shit. Because they finally find the entrance to the beacon. (laughs) Guys, it's behind the fucking bookshelf. Has no one read Nancy Drew? (laughs) The Hardy Boys? Seen any old thriller mystery ever? You always check the bookshelf. It's always the bookshelf. It's always the goddamn bookshelf. I was literally like, you've got to be fucking shitting me. It's the bookshelf. And they didn't check it. When this part came up, I was in such a state of disbelief. I was like, you guys have done some dumb shit up until this point. But like we had heard Sawyer say the entire like after she had like checked the second floor, couldn't find anything. I'm sure it's on the first floor. And they've had this entire period of time without Sylvester there. And you're not moving everything around, especially after you find the cellar. That he wanted to shove Enzo in that was underneath a bunch of furniture. Why yep. are you not moving yep. everything? And I, my whole thought process, too, was like, this, it's, we keep calling it an island. It's not even an island. It's an aisle, technically. Mm-hmm. So it's tiny to begin with. So the house can't be that big that the lighthouse is, you know. It, it also can't it, be that secure. How have you not checked every fucking corner of this place? I don't understand why it took you so fucking long when it was such an obvious spot to be the guy. I would have been ripping books off that bookshelf to see if it was a trick book, like in goddamn Clue, and then ripping the bookshelf off of the wall. Look, man, Sharkboy and Sadness Girl were just too busy fucking, okay? They had other priorities. So much fucking on the objective. So they essentially um, open the door to the beacon. They find the radio upstairs. Um, they find the radio upstairs. They also 
Do you want to get into the real fucked up shit that they find up there? Yeah, so you know those ghosts that they've been hearing the entire time? It's not fucking ghosts. It's Casey. It's his youngest daughter who... In chains. In chains. But I think the big thing that we should consider is that yeah. her mouth has also been sewed shut. Yep. So she can't make any noise. You also find out later, because this is just a fun tidbit of information, is that he originally had cut out her tongue, but she still you can still make noises of distress even with your tongue gone. So that's why he had to sew, sew her, her mouth, mouth shut. shut. And you you get little like number one we were if you're if listen if you have more than one brain cell you knew that these weren't ghosts um but Sawyer like finds like besides the pictures and stuff at one point she finds after Sylvester is like dipped these bags these like plastic bags with tubes connected on with tubes them that she didn't know what they were so she was gonna like collect water in them that's how she's fed they're feeding they're feeding bags and feeding tubes mouth. yep so that's that that was the noise of the change they heard. Casey yep. acts like she's going to help them and is going to, like, tell them, like, how to get off the island and use the radio, like, all that stuff just through, I don't know, eyesight and nodding and all that bullshit. Only to, of course, immediately have her because Stockholmy, Stockholmy, just, just fucking, fucking she, uh, she immediately, uh, basically, Sylvester comes back into the lighthouse and, um... Well, they sent Enzo down first. So Enzo like, goes Casey, down yeah, Casey and Casey then um, attacks Sawyer, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like she it's very much Stockholmy syndrome. Yeah. Like And so Sylvester and Enzo are getting into it. He gets Enzo into the cellar and like locks him in there where Enzo then sees like more of like what the cellar yep. looks like. If you had taken more than a two second glance at the fucking thing to make sure that he was down there, whatever, it's whatever pissed. I don't even care. Sylvester then tries to, like, tell, like, Sawyer that, like, part of why he wants to keep her is so that they could be a family and that Casey wanted a friend. Oh, I hated it. It's so fucking creepy. It's so creepy. Um, in what is also really creepy, in the cellar, there's essentially where he's been keeping Casey. There's a cot. There's a bucket full of poop and pee. And there's also fucking graves down there, which is just... And more Fucking graves. creepy. More graves than the ones that he's already owned up to. So it's oh, like, yeah, no, how many? Oh, there's like, I don't remember. Do you remember how many exactly? I don't know. It was a ton. It, it was, was a lot of graves. Lot. Let's just put it that so, way. So, like, you do find out that he killed his wife. Yep. That we think that maybe the first daughter did kill herself, and that's what, like, led to some shit, but we don't really know. You never really get a for yep. sure answer on that. And then there are just a bunch of other bodies. Yeah. Um. Essentially... They get into a fight. They get into it. Um, he Enzo ends up escaping out of the cellar. He kills Sylvester. Mm-hmm. Um, they then at this point hear voices of the people coming to help because they did get the radio to work. Well, also, Casey's dead too. Okay, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where is Casey? Casey dies during this altercation. Oh, so the co- yeah. The gun is, goes off and hits Casey. Yeah. So like Enzo like starts a fire so that, you know, Sylvester doesn't want the whole lighthouse to burn down. So like has to open the cellar door to let him out. Yep. Enzo comes charging out and they get into like this altercation. What ends up happening, like how he dies, like how like he like kills Sylvester is that at least from like how I read it and tell me if I'm wrong. Oh, he I was heats the barrel of the gun he up. He heats the barrel of the gun up. It's not even that he shoots him. It's no, that he it's so presses hot. it into his neck. Yeah, it like burns through his neck and that's how he it's dies. Disgusting. Casey dies because Sylvester accidentally shoots her. Yep. And that's how she dies. Oh, and at one point, she during the altercation though, she's screaming 
and rips the stitches open on her mouth, mm. I was disgusted. I was like, oh, oh my God. It was so, it, it was so gross. describe how fucking disgusted I was. So like Liz said then, they hear that help is coming because shock, oh, the radio worked. And now they're up with the dilemma of, oh well, you're on the run. So we People can't are, tell you, so can't, tell them you're Sawyer. Yeah. Did, were you ever fingerprinted? And the answer is no, I was never fingerprinted. So what's the solution they come up with? They fucking take the dead girl's name. Not Casey, but the first daughter. Trinity. And they basically make up this story that Sawyer landed on the island years ago, or like months ago or something like that. Years ago. I think they were going to say like two years ago, Sawyer landed on the island and ended up dead, yeah. basically. And that she's one of the people in those graves. Yes. And they like make a letter a su- or no, I'm sorry. They make a suicide letter. They make a suicide letter. Yes. They end up saying like she killed herself because of everything that happened with her brother and um, like calling him out for like the shit that yes. he did to her. And then Enzo says he shipwrecked here, wanted to end up helping the sisters get off the island because he saw what was going on. And then basically everything else was what happened. Like at yeah. Sylvester lost his shit. He ends up shooting the one girl, and then he ends up killing Sylvester. So from here, all that really ends up happening is that the cops believe her. So they think that her name, that she is Trinity. Uh, she decides, uh, she tells them, I'm going to change my name. And I, in honor of it's so the, dumb. the girl who was like friends with me, my only friend on the island, I'm going to rename myself Sawyer. Sawyer. But then takes Enzo's last name, even though they're not like getting married or anything. She goes to, like, live with him. The cops don't like him and are totally, like, suspicious of him. Um, but the cops come back and inform, like, them, like, about, like, Like, Sawyer's three weeks brother, later. Three weeks yep. later. That uh, after he died, a bunch of other women came and girls out. came out and, like, said about all the shit that he did to yep. them. So it was, like, corroborating what she had been saying the whole time. Yep, which is just really fucking shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, if, then it's, like, a month later... She goes to see Simon at the bus stop, which this, is the only time this dude comes back up. And that's the dude who gave her the fuck you tattoo. Yes. Her only friend. And she gets a cactus tattoo. Because they're could grow in any weather. They're tough and prickly. I don't know. It was a whole thing. It. So and of course, what is what does fucking shark boy get? Just fucking say it. It's a shark. Just he gets a shark. It's so fucking dumb. Two years later, they get married. Or they got married and they fuck in a shark cage. I just, the dumb choices that were made in this book. Ruined it. It ruined it. Killed the plot for me. Because I do agree that it had so much potential. I really wish they would have almost saved all of like the creepy stuff with Sylvester to the end. Because then it wouldn't have been as much like. We're doing all this fucking while this crazy madman is out here trying to kill me and kidnap or keep me here. It would have been better. Like, do all the fucking and then do the crazy. Don't don't do like crazy and then fucking. I think. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I just. Yeah, I think by the end of it, I was just happy it was over. And I was just like, yeah. He was too into sharks. <laughs> he was so into sharks. And it was just, yeah, I, I I don't know. 
it was what it was. I think there were a lot of opportunities for this one. I just don't. It's not my favorite. I think that. It I is, mean, it, yeah, it's definitely not my favorite. I think overall I gave it like a two. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, guys, because the next couple of books that we have, I've already read and are fucking fantastic. So it will be much less angsty as far as these reviews go. Because hopefully. these last two have been. I haven't read the. I'm st- I'm about halfway through the one, the next book and it, it's pretty solid so far. You'll love the one after that. Um, I'm, I'm very excited right for the last the one, one in February. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I needed, honestly, I think I needed to renew my faith in the smut catalog of content after this one and the one previous because I just. Yeah, these were definitely not our favorites, if you couldn't tell, um, this one and the last book, Priest. So hopefully it gets better from here. We know it does, though, because look into the future. I've already read them. They're great. <laughs> okay. Was that the crystal ball sound? The uh-huh. That was the best, like, magical noise that I could make on the fly. Hmm. I could insert, like, the magic fairy wand noise from Twilight when he, this is the skin of a killer, Bella. all right i I think it is time to wrap this shit up Mm -hmm. follow us on social we got smut and swear words pod what's your favorite deep sea animal some dumb question just throw that in there i like octopus also side note because we totally forgot to mention this at the front uh if you listen to this and feel like leaving us a review, we'd love to know how you think we're doing. If we're trash, tell us. I'd love to know. If you like us, I'd love that even better because I'm a, I am just We fangirl. We, I think we mentioned it before, but we really fangirl. We fangirl, but I'm, I'm a girl who loves some praise. So like, give me some, I'm a into the praise kink type of thing. So just go for it if you really want to. But uh, so yeah, just leave us a review if you have the opportunity. We would absolutely love to hear like some feedback as far as how we're doing. Um. Otherwise, like Liz said, follow us on socials. We are on TikTok and Instagram at the Smut and Swear Words Pod. Or send us a recommendation, uh, smutandswearwordspod at gmail.com. We would love to uh, get your recommendations. Unless it is that last one and this one, then you are wrong. And that is okay. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm trying to be positive. Every- Listen, everyone has their preferences and content that they true. like to read. We just happen to have sometimes very similar views on things. So that's why I just this meshed up pretty well. So. Yeah. This, I think this one was both just across the board, not our favorite. Yep. But, but yeah. yeah. Uh, keep it smutty and just, I don't know. Keep it real smutty. Enjoy your Valentine, your Galentine, whatever else you got Ooh, coming up. Yeah, girl. Treat yourself if you don't Treat have Treat yourself. A, Get some chocolate covered strawberries and some shop some champagne. Yeah, chocolate chocolate <laughs> strawberries <laughs> and champagne. <laughs> you know what else? Get yourself a nice bedroom friend. A nice, you know, electrical. A little friend buzz buzz. Can, a little buzz buzz who can really just We love a buzz buzz. Yeah, help bring you some satisfaction that these past two books did not. Yeah. But the next ones will, we promise. We promise. We, we promise guarantee it. it. Yeah, next one we're getting into a big old bully romance. So oh, Lord, we'll I'm not ready. Goes. All right. Keep it smutty. Keep it smutty.